Hello, world. Welcome back to Golf Subpar. Colt Nost and Drew Stoltz. First off, you might notice we're in different places right now. My man Sleaze, a little bit under the weather, caught the COVID. How we feeling, Sleaze? Oh, my God, dude. I'm back from the dead, and it was looking grim there for a little while. I, uh, I've had the vaccine. So last week when I started feeling bad, when I got tested, it came back as positive. And honestly, I kind of thought having had the vaccine, I was like, all right, a couple days of not feeling good. I'll bounce back. I've heard some other people that had it like that. I mean, this thing, this thing put me on my ass for about three days, like straight in bed the entire time, been quarantined on the bright side. It is fall. It was the weekend. And so there was a lot of football to be watched. Cole, I think I watched no bullshit. I think I watched 13 hours of football straight on Saturday, but every single game across the slate could not keep up enough on the TV with the previous button, just smashing it back and forth, trying to catch every single game. But uh, I'm feeling a little bit better now coming back out of this thing, but it's been a bit of a brew, dude. Oh, by the way, worst case scenario, I weighed myself last night. I've lost five pounds. So I basically Mm. now I'm like a human praying mantis. That's basically my body mass index. I'm like one of those balloons that flaps around outside of the used car dealership right now not a lot of mass on the bones but i'll be back to being my beastly specimen here pretty soon i'm coming out of this thing well yeah and i mean for the people watching on youtube right now they might be a little surprised by your background i mean you've got a home gym uh yeah a stoltz notre dame jersey didn't know you were a lineman number 60 up there at notre dame i thought you went to tcu I used to carry a little more weight than I do now, back in my playing days, you know, steroids and all that. That's actually my dad's uh, 60th birthday present back there, and the home gym is just strictly for show. I just hang clothes on that to dry and and just kind of walk in and look at it. But, uh, yeah, I may have gone a little too hard at the member guest this past weekend. You know how that goes. You get the rock form, you get the birdie juice going, you get all the stuff in the system, and this COVID snuck in me like a damn Trojan horse. It came in while I was asleep, snuck inside me, and this thing has taken over, and it's been a beast. But, yeah, good to say, I think I'm coming out of this thing. But, like I said, if you're going to be out for a while, fall, uh, in the, you know, fall in the weekend, not the worst time ever. I watched football till my eyes bled. So uh, I got to catch up on that, which was not the worst thing. I thought you were about to say fall in the winter is not so bad. <laughs> fall in the winter is not the worst either. That's also, that's, a, that's one B if you gotta, if you got to have one. Well, <laughs> The boys are in inve- – first off, by the way, we can obviously – you know, it is proven now that Red Bull does not boost your immune system because even mm. – I mean, you, you're hydrated with your Red Bull. Even you couldn't outrun COVID. I don't know, dude. I could have been out for three to four months if it wasn't for all the Red Bull. Red Bull got in there and did its job. It fought it off. It fought off that front line. And like I said, it just snuck in while the body was sleeping, Trojan horse style and uh, infiltrated the system. There's no way this thing manned up and looked at me square in the face and said, let's battle. It had to grease its way in during the member guest when I was a little bit uh, intoxicated. Maybe the immune system was down for just a moment, and this thing greased its way up in me. Well, the boys up up in Vegas are going to be needing some Red Bull to get through back-to-back weeks in Vegas. But let's talk about week number one on the PGA Tour, the Shriners Children's Open up at TPC Summerlin, where Sung J.M., who used to be your guy. You've definitely moved on from him since then, but Sung J.M. put on a clinic on Sunday, 9-under, 62 to win by a four over Matthew Wolf and pick up his second PGA Tour win. Used to love betting Sung Jay every week, and then he got too popular. He started playing too good, and everybody was on him, and his prices got all whacked out to where they should be. But uh, I had to move on to Corey Connors, as you well know, and Russell Henley. Those are my two guys now, but, dude, what a clinic by Sung Jay, the big Korean weapon, as the boys on the International President's Cup team like to call him. But nine under through 13 coming out in the final round. That'll typically get it done. Just a smooth nine threes on his scorecard through 12 holes. And, like, man, he's won before. He won down at the Honda Classic, which is a golf course that pretty much got to lean on your ball striking around that place. Hate it. That's where my career ended, obviously. But this place a little bit different uh, with the weather the way it was on Sunday. A lot of guys hitting a lot of greens, and I think he did it with his putter. You don't shoot 2,400 without making uh, a few putts along the way, no matter how good you hit it. So I think he's won twice now, and he's won in two pretty different uh, style golf courses. Yeah, he is a force to be reckoned with. I think he's going to be a superstar, no doubt about it. He'll pick up a major here in the next couple of years, in my opinion. He's up to 21st in the world, but you mentioned his ball striking. He hit 86% of his greens for the week, just missed 10 greens the entire <laughs> week, which obviously makes it a little less stressful around TPC someone up there in Vegas, but it's a it's a birdie fest up there, and it shows, you know, he, he can win on a golf course like Honda where it's hard and you got to plot your way around. 
And then at a place like TPC Sumlin, where you got to go extremely low, and that's exactly what he did. Look, he's going to be on President's Cup teams for years to come. He is going to be a major champion in my eyes. Um, I, I can't wait to see what happens. He, his ball striking is elite. I mean, when you think when you put together the best ball strikers in the world, he's got to be on that list. Yeah, when every player that goes out there and plays them, they all come. I'm like, who's impressive? Who who, who looks really good? They all come back and say the same guy, Sung JM, which is what they said when this guy first came out. Then you know there's something special about him. And Colt, what, I mean, he plays every single week of the year. It seems like plays 50 events. Wouldn't you play every week if you hit it like he did? I mean, what's the options? Either don't play or probably go make six figures every single time with the option for seven like he did this week. Not a bad gig. No, he, he definitely – he's a flusher. But my, my deal is, like, I mean, he's 21st in the world now. If he wants to make that next jump to get possibly top 10 in the world, which in most players' contracts, there's big incentives if you do, I think he needs to play a little less, in my opinion. But the way the world, the world golf rankings work, the divisor and everything, he almost plays too much. He plays some of the weaker events out there. I know he loves to play, wants to try to win every single week. But with the way that divisor works, I, I would like to see him actually play – fewer events in the season that way he can move up in the world golf rankings a little easier yeah it's so whacked out how those world golf rankings work you think the more you would play the better but if he goes to a weak field and doesn't have a good week it actually drops him down that so and something to be said for that argument Colt like he he was three weeks off leading into this week which he never takes three weeks off it just so happened with the way the schedule worked and things like that he had three weeks off and he goes out and wins so Maybe he does run himself a little bit ragged, but damn, he hits it so good. I feel like every week I'd be like, yeah, let's go tee it up. I mean, dude just bought a house last year for the first time in forever. He was living out of hotels for a number of years. So, I mean, the guy does not like to sit still. Um, but, yeah, there's something to be said for that. Like I said, three weeks off and then you come out and win. Maybe that's a, you know, a little bit of a blueprint for finding the way you play the bet. Well, congratulations to Sung JM on his second PGA Tour win, but it's time to get to our guest for the week a man that can play some golf in his own right, but he also gets to watch a lot of very, very impressive golf. He is the caddy for Max Homa. Joe Griner joins us. Joe, one of the best dudes out there, can play very, very well in his own right, by the way. One of the best putters I've ever seen. Great putter, great player. Maybe doesn't quite have the pop. Played for a little bit uh, out of school there and then latched on with Max. And Dude, they got a nice thing going right now. Joe is just one of those guys, Colt, like, I love Joe. No matter where you see him, if you walk into the grill and he's in there, you walk into a bar or a party or whatever, you see Joe, you just like immediately smile. He's always got good vibes, always, always happy. He's just one of those dudes you want to be around. And I think Max's like transformation with him going through this mental reform and all that stuff. I think Joe has played a huge part in that because it's hard to be around Joe and not be positive all the time. I mean, he just oozes that sort of confidence. And I think he and Max are built for the long run, like a greller, speed, bone spill, that type of a pairing. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I mean, it's got to be a lot of fun being out there with one of your best friends. They work so well together, and they're both living and dying by every Dodger pitch this postseason right now, watching these, watching the, watching the, their L.A. Dodgers try to get another World Series. They're having a lot of fun. But this interview was a ton of fun, and I can't wait for you all to hear it. Here's Joe Greiner on Golf Subpar. This is going to be a fun one here, boys. We got a super dude in the house with us today. The brains behind all of Max Homa's success on the golf course. One of the best caddies in the game. And hell of a stick himself. Joe Griner, what's cracking? Thanks for having me, fellas. I'm pretty Pleasure. excited. Are you excited or nervous? Pleasure. Both. Both? Both. Dude. I really don't know what you're going to ask me, so I'm I'm pretty It's going to get personal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a lot of fun, man. I mean, we've had you on the radio before. It's been great. You and Max have been on a hell of a run. You know, you've... Total, you've been part of four wins on the PGA Tour, three with Max Homa, including two this year in 2021. What has this ride been like with Max? Because, I mean, here's a guy you've known for a long time who struggled for a very, very long time. Now he's one of the best in the world. Yeah. Um, I would say that I always saw it in him. He's got something real special about him. Um, I don't know what it is, but I always told him that he's a winner. Uh, Quail Hollow, when he won, I was like, he's going to keep doing this. So I'm never surprised when he wins. Let's rewind just a little bit because we, we talk a lot about Max. We've heard a lot about Max. Let's, but every all the players out there talk about what a great player you are. Let's go back in the day. Let's hear a little Joe Griner playing resume. Oh, I've on the seen way it. Up. Um, oh, I'm yeah, still bitter about it. it. It's, it's yeah, good. that was a good day. That was a good day. <laughs> Tell everyone about your come up playing. Yeah, um, I went to a junior college, played two years there, um, played all right, and decided I want to turn pro and not go to college. School wasn't for me. So I played three years as a pro, two years at Canada, one year e-golf, didn't make any money, you know, just got my ass kicked. 
So I thought, man, I, I really love golf. I just don't think I could compete at a high level. So I started teaching, then luckily fell into caddying and it's a pretty good life. When you were playing and getting your teeth kicked in, I can relate to that. Did you always know, like you went into teaching a little bit where you're like, I'm staying in golf for sure. Yeah, it's, I always, I love golf and I love competing. So I just, I knew I had to do something with golf. I just wasn't sure what it would be. Uh, teaching started and then caddying came and it's been a pretty good ride. When was the first time you got offered a caddying gig? Ooh, that's a good question. I worked for Jason Gore at Pebble Beach, oh. I think in 2012. I'd have to go back and look at that. Um, he, We grew up in the same hometown, and we played a bunch together. And He needed a caddy, and he asked me to do it, and I worked for him for just one week and then started with Max in 2013. Out on the corn, now corn prairie. Yeah, he, Max got seven sponsor invites because it's you know, his college career, amateur career. And then we got a sponsor invite 2013 to the Fries, the same tournament he just mm -hmm. won at Cordoval. He played well, made like, you know, I think he finished in the top 10. He made a little money. I made money. It was more than $10 an hour I was making at the golf course. So he's like, hey, you want to keep doing this? I'm like, oh, hell yeah, I do. That's awesome. So, you were all in right from the all start. All in. I mean, first start. That's first a nice start, debut. Shit. Yeah, his first start, top 10. I'm like, gosh, man, that's this like a easy. lot of money. Next week was in Vegas. I'm like. Yeah, I'm in. Max got the hotel room. I mean, that's all she wrote. That's awesome. Yeah, that's but a whole We got to talk a little bit because we had Max on recently, and we were talking about Vista Valencia, which is kind of your, you know, this is one thing you can hold over Max's head. You've got the course record at the course y'all grew up at, Vista yep. Valencia, par three course. Yep. Par 27, obviously. Yep. 18? 19. Oh, he said 18. He was giving you an extra shot. He was? No, I think I he said 18. I for that 19. Oh, did he say 19? Yeah. Okay. No, eight, yeah, 19. Yeah, eight under for 19. And I grinded. I mean, I fist pump on the last hole. It was like a five-footer, and I was nervous. I'm at my home course <laughs> playing with my buddy who's like a 10 handicap, but he knows it's for the course record. Just him and I, and I have this five-footer. I pour it right in the middle, and I fist pump like I won the tournament. Max just won. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's going to be – Max said, he's like, dude, I've gone back. I said, are you going to go back and you know take this? And he's like, I tried. I yeah. go back all the time. Yeah. And like 800 through 9 doesn't give you a lot of wiggle room. Do you, no, no, and honestly – just eight birds? Uh, yeah, I slam dunked it on seven. I birdied the first five, slam dunked it on seven, and then birdied nine. But, like, honestly, I've played the golf course more than anyone in the world still to this day. I deserve the course record. That's you how do. I feel about it. Grinder's Alley. He, yes. said, he said his best chance is when he took Lacey on a date and she did all the putting for him. He said he hit it to six feet every hole and she yeah. putted for him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what he always says. I'm like, you're never going to beat it. Sorry. It's one thing I got to If that hadn't it. panned out, that yeah. would have been just a waste of a day. Like, yeah. that was it. Yeah, that might stand for... A long, I'm, who's going to shoot nine under? I mean, you know. That's a tough one. All right. Well, now you're obviously caddying. It's very successful. But say caddying wasn't there. What do you think you would be doing? Do you think it would still be teaching? Yeah, I think I would be something in golf. I'm just too competitive, and I love golf too much and know their sport, you know, I was good at or good enough at to compete at. So I think it would definitely be something in golf. Um, maybe teaching. You know, probably probably teaches my best option. Yeah, I mean, but you've had a hell of a run caddying. Like, I mean, I know you had to spend a little bit of time out on the corn fair with Max, but then you go with Kevin Chapel, y'all get a win. He gets hurt. You go back to Max, and you're on the PGA Tour again. You're one of the few that's been lucky enough not to really have to spend some time in the minor leagues. Yeah, luckily. Not too much time. Yeah, I spent basically a season out there, and that was when I was young, and Max was young, and no one was making money, and it was probably the most fun you could have caddying. You know, everyone travels together, eats together, you know, goes to dinner together, everything. So that was a lot of fun, and I only spent a year out there. So I was pretty lucky. Uh, I've always been lucky, honestly, with the guys I've got to work for. We've had a handful of caddies on here. I think our last two were Gino and Fleener, mm -hmm. yep. you know, well, yep. beauties. But give yep. us a look. You've been mostly in the major leagues, been on tour most of the time, been out there. Give us, like, a look, because Gino's is different. Gino's yes. experience is not the same as everyone else. Give yep. everyone like a look into what the, the average week is like for a uh, caddy on tour. Yeah, I always give Gino a hard time because he spends as little money as possible. And I'm I'm kind of the opposite where, like, I want to be comfortable. I want to be happy. Like, I will eat Chipotle twice a week, but I also will go to a nice dinner, you know, once a week and enjoy myself and maybe stay at a nicer hotel or rent a house with some buddies. So I'm a lot different than Gino. I respect what he does, but I just don't think I would be as happy. Max knows if I'm pissed off caddying, I'm probably not a very good caddy. So happy caddy, happy player. I mean, happy Gino's Maxie. staying in rooms for like $12 a night. I oh, I can't believe it. And like, he's like rolling the dice too. Like you don't know what you're going to get when you book some of these places. 
you know, especially when it's a hundred bucks for the week. I'm like, no, I trust if I'm going to pay 500 bucks for the week or a thousand for the week, I trust it's going to be pretty good. Who are the guys that you like maybe room with or share a house with? Who, who's your hangout with the guys? Yeah. Um, I definitely spent some time with Brett Waldman when I was working for chap. Um, and then I, now I kind of room with Austin Kaiser, who works for Xander. Big Wave Dave, he works for Sam Ryder. We kind of share some Big houses. Wave. Big Wave, love the that's my names. That's yeah. my good friend on in the caddy circuit. We were paired up. <laughs> Dude, I, I mean, I don't have a nickname. I want a nickname. That's such a good nickname, and I got nothing. I I got to do something to get it. Or What about know, Hurricane th- Joe? Well, not many people know about that. There's so <laughs> many, there's also Brian Diggity? Yeah, there's so many Joes out there, too. It's like, I need something. I need to do something. Duff offered me a nickname chance at PJ West this year where he told me if I carried Max's back like a briefcase down 17 the whole way to the green, he would call me Briefcase Joe for the rest of my career. And I was like thinking about it. And Max, it was on the. It was like on businessman Bill. Yes, exactly. So it was on the island green 17, and Max hits this like pitch wedge or nine iron, and it one bounces and stays on like off the green but he's chipping and i'm like i can't briefcase it all the way down there because if i do and i start shaking and i throw his bag in the lake and then all of a sudden <laughs> i just couldn't do it so That's... duff duff gave me the opportunity and i just screwed it but up. but did you want briefcase joe i wanted a nickname and it, at the time it sounded pretty cool and i'm like i could do it for sure and then, right. I, then right when he you're better we're gonna briefcase. handle this we're gonna come yeah, up we with something just yeah. stand by on that stand <laughs> before y'all's next event you're gonna have a nickname briefcase isn't enough <laughs> for you but you mentioned you mentioned Xander a little bit. I know before you recently moved to Scottsdale. Before that, you were back in California, and you got to spend some time with Xander, Phil Mickelson, and this other guy Charlie Hoffman, who yeah. we do not like to talk about on this show. <laughs> but you played a lot of golf with them. Yeah, you were involved in some of those matches. Yeah, first off, I mean, how cool is that? Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun living in San Diego, um, playing money matches with those guys, beating Charlie every time. I own Charlie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Does Charlie ever I, win any money? Make no, sure that's Diego? a highlight. Hold of on. Interview. He he knows too. He's like the worst like. To off tournament site golfer in the world. He shoots 73 at his home course and he has to give me one or two aside and I own him and he knows it <laughs> <Yes>. too. <laughs> but Xander, not so much. Xander, I hope the T lands on me because at home he's pretty damn impressive. I he's mean, impressive. Everyone, even, but I heard he owns everyone at home. He owns everyone. I mean, we play the farms and it's like, it's a, it's a really good money game course. It's either you hit in the fairway or you hit in the shit. And every time he shoots 64 and Eagles 18 and wins every bet. And I'm like, I'm, I'm trying to hit three wood, chase it up the green. And he's got seven iron and hits it to 10 feet and makes it. I'm like, if you can get Charlie and Phil to quit gambling with you. You're pretty good. <laughs> yeah. That takes a little doing. Did you know Xander was coming like before the world knew Xander was coming? Uh, well, like when we started to play, you know, two or three years ago, I'm like, man, he's really good. Like I'm trying to figure out what he's not good at. And he loves golf. He loves practicing. And he's really impressive mentally. So you could tell, like, I'm like, man, I don't know his weakness. I can't figure it out still. He's pretty pretty damn good. No, it's unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, we have the biggest man crush on Xander. Yeah. We had him on our Sirius XM show today. And it's just, the kid, like you said, it, you watch his game, you're like, okay, yeah, he's good at everything. He's got, yeah. I mean, he's just, He's a not quite as powerful version of Rom, I'd say. I mean, the guy hits yeah. it, moves it. Yeah, but, there's no doubt. But, I mean, he does everything. Yeah, I mean, and it was kind of nice to see the President's Cup, like see a little personality in him smoking the cigar. I mean, he's such a good guy, and I think he's under the radar for a reason. I think he likes it, but it was kind of nice to see him let loose a little bit. He's, he's under the radar because he doesn't give, like, the loud interviews. or th- There's nothing yeah. flashy about him. Like, yeah. his game is good enough to be, you know, get more recognition than it does, but yeah. he doesn't like want that. But yeah. No in bad. my opinion, you get him away from everyone where it's just a setting and he's, he's has a much bigger personality than you yes. realize. And he's pretty good trash talker. Yes. It, he runs the show. Max says like when they're getting worked on after rounds, Xander is running the show in there. And <laughs> I mean, I believe it for sure. I love that. That's he so was great. had a hell of a time at that Ryder cup press conference too. Gosh. That was what that thing was so fun. All these dudes up there a little bit liquored up yes. and you got to see like, here's how they really are. Yeah. It was really nice. I feel like more guys should be liquored up when they do press conferences. Everyone would like it a lot more. Agreed. If you remember back, they did that special on Payne Stewart and they showed back when he was struggling to get wins and stuff. He was sitting up there with a beer in one hand and a cigarette in the other. How good would that be nowadays? Like if those guys so... the be- DJ wouldn't shut up. I know it's so it good. Awesome. It was so good. <laughs> I love Okay. We talked a little bit about your golf game. If you're going to compare your game to anyone on the PGA Tour, Ooh. who would it be? That's a good question. Well, Xander? I, I slap <laughs> cut it. Not very far. I, you can roll the rock. I can roll the rock. I got to be probably the Pierre Malnati, I guess, because 
you know, he does hit it a lot further than he used to, but I think his attitude makes him pretty good, and you kind of fake yourself into being a lot better than you are. So I'd say Peter Malnati's. Denny place. McCarthy Can, type just oh, rolls man. the pill. He yeah. rolls around. You know yeah. me tell you who I think? Who? Ted Potter. Ted, 100%. Yes. So we played with him in Tampa. I forgot about that. Yeah. And he's hitting these swipe cuts off the tee. <laughs> And I think he shot maybe two or three under, yeah. and people were just screaming, the wizard, the wizard. And for the longest time, I didn't know that people knew that was his nickname. Yeah. I thought it was like That's just, a on good the, nickname. just on the tour nickname. But I guess Hooters tour and Tampa, everyone knew him. This guy was hitting these unbelievable shots, slice seven irons to like 10 feet and hoop in it. And I kept telling Max, I'm like, Max, this is exactly what I would look like. <laughs> <laughs> you miss Dude, 30 was, cuts, then you win. Yeah. He was a Hooter. I only played a couple Hooters events where I go Legend. down there and everyone, all they could talk about was this Ted Potter. Like, yeah. who is this guy? And I saw him. I was like, that's the guy. That's the guy who wins all y'all's stuff. And then sure enough, shoots yep. 100 under Dude, for three rounds, Perry, four rounds. I mean, it's crazy. The guy is the streakiest golfer on the play. Like, missed every cut on the Corn Ferry one year. Then goes out on PJ Tour. Gets paired with Dustin Johnson in the final group and at Pebble wins. And wins. Like, yeah. It's like, what in the hell's going yeah. on here? He's one of those guys where I think he's going to play well on certain courses and really take advantage of it. And then the other courses, they're just, they don't set up great for him. So he just takes advantage of the eight to 10 weeks he gets to play really well. Don't if we doubt get, a Jicky legend. That's true. He is a legend. If we give Joe Griner a full season on the PGA Man. Tour, mm. where do we finish on the FedEx Cup standing? <sighs> full season on the PGA. So I'm going to, I could play every event. I mean, you're not in the WGC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I could play every yeah, event. You're not in the no cut. Yeah, you're not in the Masters. Let's <laughs> yeah. get over yourself, Joe. <laughs> Man, Can you keep your a little modest? No, 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 no. My game just I just don't Dude. hit it far enough. If we played at 60, 700 yards, I'd have a way better chance. What if you yeah. played Harbor Town Colonial back and forth yes, for the entire see, year? You think where, you could keep your card? That's where I have a chance. Yeah, I, I do think I could. That's anything, nice. I mean, anything what? where I can either get to the par fives or I'm not hitting five iron all day in, I mean, I think I got a chance. Charlie, Charlie asked me every year, he goes, if you played the waste management five times in a row, how many times would you make the cut? I'm like, I don't know. Maybe I'd probably make it once. He go, no chance. No chance. <laughs> why would you ask me I'm then, like, asshole? Charlie, why do you ask me? You know what I'm going to say, and you already know what you're going to say, and hey, we're going to disagree. you almost won there, and I kick your ass every day. <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about? How many times do you make it, Chuck? I'll make it about that many times <laughs> yeah. then. Oh, that's so good. You and Max go so far back. What, you're six years old when you guys met? Yeah, he was six. I was Ted, so I'm four years older than And you spend more that's time together. Good Did you see that math right there? Yeah. That's, that's quick. Incredible. Yeah, front edge, quick. Yeah. <laughs> and you spend more time together than anyone. Are there times, and your best friends in the world, there's got to be times, though, when you guys are a little sick of each other, getting little cat fights out there. Yeah, I definitely think um, there are times, like towards the end of the season, I think we're both frustrated, we're both tired. But it's never, you know, we're never really getting upset at each other. I feel like we both just kind of get quiet and frustrated internally, you know, and maybe like we lose what, you know, we lose our friendship a little more and we don't talk as much, but that just happens every year. I mean, I'm with him 30 weeks a year and like four weeks, four weeks straight. And we talk every single day and we're in group text together where we already like are on the same page with sports and everything. So it's a lot. And, you know, credit to him for dealing with me because he's pretty easy to deal with. You guys are two of the nicest. Like, I can't imagine either of you, like, really getting at the other one. Maybe just shutting it down and not talking and ignoring them. Yeah, that's that's the only thing that happens is, like, we never disagree or get in fights on the golf course. You know, we're both – we both want to win. I want him to play great, and I want him to listen to me, you know, when I feel like I have some type of good advice. But we never really – get upset each other it just gets quiet is all he did tell me to ask you why you yelled at him at pebble beach this year yeah that was a good one that, <laughs> that was a good, good one, one. Yep. hey that lit a so. fire also that lit a fire but we were what was the genesis of that so we're on the fifth hole sunday pebble this year and he's in the bunker and he's got a weird stance um maybe it was the wrong club it was pin high but it was the wrong club i agree with him there and he hits a shot and he kind of chunks it, makes bogey or whatever, and he starts getting real negative. And, like, my thing is with him is, like, dude, I don't want to hear anything negative. Like, I only want to hear positive out of your mouth. Like, negative gets you nowhere. I'm just – that's what I've always told him. I'm like, I don't want to hear negative. And he's getting negative, negative. And I go down and I'm raking the bunker. My back goes out, like, really bad. And I freeze for a second. Max doesn't see. And I just, like, gently, like, lay down, rake the bunker, whatever. Go down there, read his putt. And we're walking to the next tee, and he's, you know, he's still negative. And I just, like, kind of snapped at him. I'm like, Max, you need to shut up. Say something positive one time. And I just lost it on him. And it was like my back was hurting. And I was like, 
I didn't tell him that. I didn't tell him that, like, my back almost just went out. I didn't tell him until three holes later. Three holes later, I'm like, hey, Max, I'm sorry, dude. My back went out on that fifth hole, and I kind of lost it on you. I promise you I'm going to make it. Just I really need you to be positive. He's like, oh, dude, we're good. We're good. Finishes top 10 and wins the next week. So worked out. There you go. Just a little kick in the ass. <laughs> yeah. occasionally. My freaking back hurts, Max. <laughs> Stop being in damn bunkers. From now on, can you tell us if you yell at him during the week? Because then we'll bet him the next week. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Have a yeah. little inside info yeah. there. Yeah. But he, go ahead. Right. Well, I was just saying, I mean, obviously – you're out there every week. There's there's pairings. Max is one of the most popular pairings on the PJ Tour. Everybody loves playing with yeah. Max. But there's some out there that you don't really enjoy with, but there's some you get excited when you see the T-sheet. Yeah. Are you more excited with the players in the group or the caddies? The other I, caddies I, in the group? I, w- I would say equal. Um, probably more players because if I'm excited for a player, that means Max likes playing with that person and he plays well, like Taylor Gooch. Mm-hmm. When we get paired with him, Max plays well. They're both really good friends. They don't need to talk to each other, but – they also can walk down the fairways and talk the entire time. And we got paired with Taylor on Sunday at Riv. And on 17, basically Taylor did my job. He was walking down the fairway telling Max this long story, kind of keeping his mind from thinking about winning. And Max ends up making birdie. And afterwards, I told Taylor, I said, hey, I really appreciate that. Because we had like a five-minute wait in the fairway. Taylor kept talking to him. And really, that's your that's the caddy's job is to keep the player from – not thinking about golf, but Taylor took over, told a story, and I'll forever be grateful for him. That's awesome. And Max is a guy, I mean, we know him off the golf course, social media. He's the fun, joking around guy, yeah. the guy that everybody wants to be around. He can be a little intense on the golf course, like you said, to himself. He walks with a different mannerism. Yes. That's one thing I feel like y'all have really worked on over the last year. Yeah, um, Blackburn, uh, Max's coach, has really harped that uh, for Max about his body language, you know, keeping his head high. I, that just goes back to, like, positive thinking and walking like, you know, you're the man. And I think he really did that in Napa. He looked like a different guy, even when he made that wedge shot and he kind of went like this on 12 or something. Like It was like some real swag, and it was really cool to see. It was like, I think he's coming into his own, and he's just going to keep getting better. Same thing with the putt on 17. Yeah. Stay, yeah. Same thing. That putt broke that like filthy. five feet, filthy. and he like walked it in. I'm like, I just stood shaking my head, smiling on the green. I'm like, that's Love what I'm that. talking about. Even without the double from Mav at that point on 17. Yeah. After that, I was like, that's it. Yeah. That no, that, that definitely felt like once we hit the fairway on 18, I'm like, oh, we're going to post 20 under, and we're going to win this thing by two. I want to get back to that in a second, but you brought something up about Taylor Gooch. He did your job for you. He's talking to Max. He's keeping his mind off of everything. Let's go back to Riv this year. 72nd hole. Max has a little shorty to win. Ends up missing it. Immediately, he's got to go into a playoff with Tony, which you guys end up winning. But give me the time from he signed his scorecard to teeing off on the first tee. That had to take some of your best caddying skills because that thing, most people thought it was done. See, another person doing my job for me because he signed his scorecard. I said something to him walking up or something um, about we're going to win the playoff or something. Then we get done and we have to wait for the group behind us to finish. So he calls his wife, and his wife's talking to him, and she gave some great advice. I can't remember what she said to him. Forgive quickly. Forgive quickly. That's it. Thank you, Colt. Good caddying. I'm a good caddy. Um, And for whatever reason, um, when he got off the phone, he seemed – he didn't seem down. He seemed excited. We went to the range, and I told him on the range, I said, Max, this is your favorite golf course. This is your favorite tournament, and this is your city. You're going to win this golf tournament. Went out, and, you know, hole 10, when he hit it behind the tree, it was like – Man, like he hit a really good drive and got screwed. Once again, he wasn't panicked though. You know, he was right behind a tree and like I had no idea if he could hit it on the green because, you know, I just couldn't feel if he could. All of a sudden he hits it to 10 feet. I think it rattled Tony enough for him to miss that, you know, five or six footer and then he wins on the next. Did you talk him into that hooded wet shot? No, that's the the rumor going around. No, because the thing is I'm involved in a lot of shots, but that one was – I'm left-handed, and mm-hmm. he was right-handed behind a tree. So I couldn't get in there and feel like, oh, I, you know, what can you do here? So I was not involved at all. He's like, oh, it's hooded 50. I'm like, okay, do it. Did it. Shoot like, your shot, bro. Yep. Ten at Riv. Great hole, not great hole. <sighs> it, I don't think it's a great hole when it's firm. I think the green just cannot be as firm as it should be. If it's soft, I think it's it's a better hole, but firm, it's a little ridiculous. It seems it's like gotten, it's gotten so it's over kind of just keeps getting more and more yeah, severe. Yeah, exactly. That, that just back flatten. pin is yeah. impossible. I promise they can afford it to fix it a little bit. All they would need to do is flatten it because the firmness of it would be yeah. good. They need to do one. They need to flatten it or it needs to be softer. So most likely good weather, L.A., they just need to flatten it. When you see terrifying. the best in the world every yeah. year, someone's making seven or eight with lob wedge in, it's like at some point it's like, okay, this might be a little, yeah. that back pin is just. 
And it's ridiculous. so weird because it's like 290 to the front. And you're like, all right, just hit it just left of the green. But then you hit it behind a tree or then you got to hit a chip onto the green that breaks, you know, six feet. Just it's a really diabolical it's hole. It's the only 300-yard par four in the world people would take par on and go to 11. Yes. <laughs> just every, get me out of every, here. every time you show up, you're mm-hmm. like, if I play this hole even par for the week, I'll be good. Yeah, the whole field. Okay, yeah. speaking of Riviera, I know that tournament's very special to you. It's Max's favorite golf tournament. Take that out of the equation. And obviously the majors, because those don't. Yeah. Those are in a league of their own. You could pick one tournament for you and Max to win. What would it be? San Diego. Yeah. Just because it has I. Has to be California. Um, I think that's the next one he is going to win. I think it's perfect for him. I think it sets up great for him. And one day, I I told my buddy like two years ago, I'm like, one day he's going to win this golf tournament. I was watching the uh, the pardon my take the other day with him. And Big Cat was like, you're just a shitty away player. You can only play in your home state. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you win in a state where yeah. there's not the highest state income taxes in the world, you idiot? Win in Texas, Yeah, and Max bump. said something, too. He's like, dude, I keep winning in California. I go, dude, it doesn't matter. It doesn't That's matter. Just keep and winning. Yeah. Yeah. They're gonna, Florida hey, and Texas. They're going to get their money one way or another. Yeah. Just, just keep just winning, Just keep bud. winning. <laughs> uh, Max, Ray, well, this is one of the coolest things I think about Max. He's quick, just like you are, man. He's always giving credit to other people. They keep in praise on him. He sends it somebody, somewhere else. And he raves about your ability as a caddy do you have like full veto power on max like if he th- is like dude i love the eight and you're like dude uh-uh, it's a seven or on reading greens do you have full authority um i wouldn't say on reading greens i would say maybe more so in certain situations if we're ever in the rough it's really hard for me to veto him because he feels alive but there are times like even in the final round you know there are times where he gets nervous and it's happened at riv on 16 and it happened at um Fortnet on 15 where he like said oh i kind of want to chip the seven i go nope eight iron because i know he's going to hit it good i know he's pumped up and i just know that if i give him the confidence like where i don't hesitate and i say max it's an eight iron he'll he'll grab it and he'll rip it and he'll hit a good shot it's nice to have a guy you know is going to hit out of the middle of the face every he hits time. it so far out of the middle that it's not that hard to caddy for i'm like <laughs> It's way harder to caddy for myself where I'm like, you know, healing or throwing it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but with Max, I'm like, man, if he just draws this eight iron, he could hit it 185. And Max is like, really? I'm like, yeah, you can. Trust me. No, he, he absolutely does strike. It's, yeah. it's fun to watch. Flush. But you do have to, I mean, that adrenaline, that's one thing. I don't think y'all say it out loud, but like Greller and Spieth, they talk about, they're like, well, five more yards for adrenaline and all this. Yeah. I mean, it's, they're very, very vocal, yeah. which I feel like y'all are too. I mean, the, TV broadcasters gave you a ton of credit at Quail Hollow getting him around for that first PJ Tour win. I mean, you were in his ear the entire back yeah, nine. Yeah. I mean, you gotta you gotta be proud of yourself for the work you've done with Max as yeah, well. Yeah, and Max makes it really easy too. He allows me to be involved and he trusts me. He never makes a swing and, you know, looks at me and is like, What was that? Like he just moves on from it. Mm-hmm. He trusts me over the time. So he gives me the ability to be really confident with my job. So I never doubt myself and I think it makes us a great partnership. Let me- let me ask you this. Max gotten a lot better as a player. The last year has been incredible, right? He's gotten better physically. His golf swing looks fucking perfect. Yeah. And his mental game's a lot better. Yeah. How have you gotten better, do you think, as a caddy over time from when you started to now? That's that's a great question. Um, Unscrews the pin a little more often. We can take this, Got a little right? quicker at that. We yeah. just take this one? Yeah. The nice thing is if your player gets better as a caddy, you probably get better too. I'm just lucky that Max has you know, really been playing well and – I'm just, I'm really lucky to have a boss like him. It sucked that you guys win and then you have like the Ryder Cup comes and you got some weeks off. Like, dude, we're hot right now. Well, so last year when he won Riviera, that was our fifth in a row. Then we played three more. So we played eight in a row after his win last year. And what I told Max when the season finished, I said, man, I really felt like you were really tired at the end of the year. And I think it came from playing eight in a row. Unfortunately, it was a WGC, mm-hmm. Arnold Palmer, and then the players. The players. Mm-hmm. So I think you that skip that one. Yeah. So there, we couldn't <laughs> you know skip. What? You're gassed. We just it happened that we couldn't skip any of these tournaments, and we had to play eight in a row. And unfortunately, towards the end of the season, I think he was just so tired. He was just not himself. We weren't we weren't great as a team towards the end of the year. So having a couple of weeks off when the season ended and then winning and being able to kind of relax, I think is really good for and him. I think people listening might say, Oh, why didn't you just skip Bay Hill? People don't understand. He's sponsored by MasterCard. Yep. It's part of the contract. He yep. had to play that week yep. and you're not going to skip the WGC where it's free money yep. and a lot of world ranking points. And then it's the players, which is a hundred million dollar purse. Yeah. It's like one of those rare times where, you know, it just, he happened to play really good and get in these tournaments and we just had to grind it out for eight in a row and we'll learn from it. We'll set our schedule yeah. to prepare never to have to play in a row again. Well, how I know, much, oh, 
Sorry. Um, how much was like the Ryder Cup and Eastlake on y'all's mind consciously towards I, the end I of think the season? Because you were right there on both. Yeah, I think Eastlake was for sure. I don't think Ryder Cup. The weird thing about, you know, golf when you're in the situation Max is in is like the only way it's going to happen is if you play good golf. Like it's not – so he had to play really good. He had to win a tournament to even be looked at for the Ryder Cup, you know, the last half of the year. And he had to play really good coming in. So we bo- both knew – like it was right there for us, but there's nothing you could do. You don't want to try harder. You don't want to work harder. You want to stick to your process and do what you do. And unfortunately, it didn't work out. But he's number one on the FedEx Cup right now. Off to the ninth nice we'll start. Need about 50 rainouts in a row. <laughs> <laughs> Get yeah, this out of here. Yeah. But you know, the Ryder Cup I know is a goal of his. You've been able. You've caddied on some of those on, on one of those teams, yeah. the Presidents Cup in 2017 with Kevin Chapel. What are those weeks like? I mean, we just finished with the Ryder Cup. We were there. I mean, it was one of the coolest things I've ever been a part of. What was it like for you? Yeah, the President's Cup, it was really special. I think it's really cool, and a lot of players embraced it really well. For the caddies, it's awesome because we all hang out at night, and we're all on the same team. So we're all cheering for each other. We're all drinking a little bit, and we're just experiencing this unbelievable week together. And I think Max would be incredible on a team like that because he's such a team guy. He's so good to me as like as a teammate, and he'd be so good on a team because he would do whatever it took and he'd have a great attitude he'd sit out every match or he'd win every match so i think if he were to make a team he'd be really really valuable have you paid the seagull back for the shot to the head he gave you at liberty national no no have you that seen one? this strip what's the shot to the head oh Still man did he, oh, did he do do on your head he fly right over that's well, his that's his well, native environment off, bro first off i think the match was tied and we're on 17 and he had 105 yards and he missed the green and then he hit this unbelievable chip and chipped it in and he was running at Chap, and I was also running at Charlie to who knows what I was thinking. And then last second, I'm like, oh, no, Charlie's, like, really big. So I ducked, and he got me with his forearm. And Charlie is a big yeah, he's, guy. He's, he's a lot bigger than you would expect. Agreed. And the forearm, and then we get on the next tee box, and my head's hurting. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like dude, and we're tied, and, like, we needed to focus. But I'm, like, telling Brett, uh, Charlie's caddy, I'm like, Dude, my head hurts. I don't know what happened. And then we saw the video 10 minutes later. I think Charlie caught me with he his did beak. It on purpose. I think yeah. he beaked me right in the dome. <laughs> but I mean, are is that event, like obviously you're you're during PJ Tour events, it's just you and Max, you are just getting ready. There's the team. But is that something like I mean, that's gotta be some of your best memories in golf though? Because it's so different than anything else. It's so much different and it's it's just a, a lot of fun. You know, each week basically it's Max and myself versus everyone else. So it's competitive and, you know, you got no one on your team. And then all of a sudden you have 10 or 11 of the best players in the world on your team cheering for you, giving you advice about the golf course. You have Tiger Woods, Fred Couples, all these guys like on your team trying to help you. You got Fred Couples grabbing you, hugging you, and you're like, is this real life? Like Fred Couples is talking to me. And I had a moment with Tiger where we talked for five minutes. I grew up in um, – in Valencia at Valencia Country Club, he lost in a playoff to Billy Mayfair. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to jog his memory um, if he remembered. And he remembered every single thing that happened that day. It was so impressive. And he was talking to me about the putty missed. And I'm like, is he talking to me? Like, he was like so engaged. And I'm like, man, this might be the greatest Sick. moment of my life. <laughs> you know, and Tiger's the only probably person in the world that if he talks to you, like, you're like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. this is real. I was starstruck. For Easy to remember playoffs he lost when you never lose any other ones. That's a good. You know yeah, I mean? that's a good. But point. he's he's crazy like that. He can tell you every shot he's hit. He's like when you're yeah. 12. I used yeah. to be able to tell you from two weeks ago every <laughs> yeah. shot I hit. And now I'm like, when yeah. did the last? You know, yeah, I can't even remember the first whole yeah, place incredible. I played. And when you share like a week like that on the Presidents Cup with people, I gotta think that bond that you have with those guys, not only the players but the caddies as well. Like that's something like for forever. Every for time sure. you see those guys, you're like yo, remember? for sure. Every time you see the guy you've been on a team with, they're just an extra. You know, what's up, man? How you doing? How's your family? All the girlfriends or wives hang out, so we all know each other a little closer from that week. So that's really the cool thing about it, too. Yeah, it's kind of corny to say, but it's like you came back from battle. With, yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah, kind of like for it's sure. Legit, and the sports version of that. Yeah, and to win like they did, they were such a dominant team. It was just a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Well, we mentioned earlier, your golf game is really good. There's a lot of other good pl- good players that are caddies on the PGA Tour. Where does Joe Griner rank amongst the caddies with his golf game? <sighs> I would say just bury them. Tell, it, them who, tell us who's shitty. Yeah, I tell me know, who thinks would, they're good but sucks. I would say in <laughs> match play, I got to be one of the best just because my game kind of pisses off a lot of guys. Mm. I played a lot of golf with Brett Wallman, who is without a doubt one of the most talented 
best players. He played on Corn Ferry for a year back in the day. He swings it pretty, putts it pretty. But, you know, sometimes my 265 cut and then my hybrid at 10 feet make a putt would kind of piss him off. Are y'all the same dude? <laughs> yeah. yeah we, on opposite sides of the ball. Same dude? Yeah, just Very similar. Yeah. He's a little more consistent, but very similar distance. And, you know, we got to hit a lot of hybrids. People would rather we should ride the cart together. Yes. People yeah. would Definitely. rather see you pull the six iron out of the bag than the hybrid. As yeah, soon as exactly. I see I'm like, fucking hybrid. Yeah. God, if it's he a laid out to I'm a like, perfect dude, hybrid. Yeah, this could be both. This yeah. could be both. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I would say, you know, man, there's like, there's so many good players. There's a lot of good ones now. Yeah, in the last five, ten years, yeah. I feel like it transitioned to a lot of guys that used to play and decided they weren't going to make it, and um, you can make a living caddying. And, you know, we play golf probably, everyone brings their clubs every week, so we try to find a good golf course, but, man, there's so many good players. I heard it, Travis Perkins obviously Travis, played for a while. Yeah, Travis. Burns is caddy. Yeah, Travis Perkins played on tour for a while. Um Philip Molica, who used to caddy for yeah. Molica, yeah. good, good Great dude. Player. Yeah, Clemson we played with kid. him this year in uh, Palm Springs. He got off a red eye, met us at the golf course, Left and he him. shot like three under off a red eye, like kind of pureing it all around. I'm like, he was, dude, he was a really good junior yeah. in college. Yeah. So there's so many good players like that. Ellis is good. John Ellis is really just good. He just loses his <laughs> just mind. Yeah. He has the worst brain in the history of mankind. Does he? Oh, dude. Oh. He tells Beautiful. me as a caddy, he's like, dude, I'm so I'm so different as a caddy. I'm like the most. I'm like, there's no way. He is the guy that would the three putt, you hit, hit it on a par five and two on the first hole, three putt, break his putter on the first hole, and then putt with his seven, and then his seven iron would go on a lake. The stuff he says to Dove is just so funny though. Like he'll like pump him up, but he will also humble him very quickly. Oh, he'll be like, like you're shit. Yeah, you're, you, you suck. should quit. Yeah. I'm I'm better than you, yeah. and I suck. Yeah. We should go home now. <laughs> All the time. Oh, All right, well, we did we did this last time. Yes, yeah, so let's when do we had this right here. Gino and Fleener, we did a little. You know what caddy is most likely to, what player is most likely to. Got us in a little bit of a shit storm. With a, you guys got in trouble? No, no, no we didn't no. get in trouble. Just Brett Waldman got upset. A couple Brett people Waldman took offense to their There's another caddy that got really, really upset about an answer, but but it's fine. These are harmless. Care. I've only got one because I didn't know we were doing this. All right, let me start then. You go in the middle. Okay. Then all right, I'll give you one right now. Caddy most likely to tell their player to jack an extra putter or two from the practice green so they can use it, keep it for themselves. Ooh, that is a great question. Mm. This list could be long. Yeah, I can. Okay. Caddy to get his player to get him a putter. Yeah, like, hey, snag me a Cameron Newport. Oh, man. I just broke mine. really hard. I got to think of somebody that plays a lot of golf that I don't mind throwing under the bus. Yeah, this is mostly just for you to shit on anyone you want. God, who would it be? I'm trying to think of who it would be. You guys stumped me on the first question. Mooch. Man, that is a good question. Just say someone you like to hate on, whether it's true or not. That makes it more fun. You know, I'm just gonna hate on Big Wave Dave. There you go, <laughs> Big, Big Wave. wave. Dave. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. What a wave. name, Big Wave Dave. Yeah, he's a Wave's stud. great. Like yeah. That. All right. Which caddy is most likely to fly to Vegas immediately after a win and blow their entire winner's check? Ooh. Man. What is all of the above? Yeah. <laughs> all of them. Uh, maybe me, because if I get drinking and I go to Vegas with Max, I'm probably gonna let it ride. So I'll put myself out there. Yourself. You're like fire. What's yeah. your game? I used to play a lot of blackjack. I'm actually not nearly as crazy a gambler as I used to be. I'm a little more mature now. But if we win and go to Vegas, I'd be real scared. Um, what if you win in Vegas? You're, you're going up there Gosh. soon. I would probably have to fly home <laughs> Sunday <laughs> night. <laughs> you lose it all in there, they'll probably fly you home yeah, and true. back out there again. Yeah. All right, give me my next one. Caddy, most anxious to get in a fight with a fan who is heckling, or with a fan who's heckling their guy. So the caddy who I think is going to fight. Most anxious, like if someone's heckling my guy, I'm ready. He's gonna throw quick. Man, I mean, I'm. I feel like I'm so scared of animal. Like I just never know what he's thinking. Um, you know, Gary Matthews. Yeah, tell everyone. Yeah, he's. He just. You never know what he's thinking. I don't know if he likes me or hates me, but I would not. I'd be so scared of that guy if he went in the crowd. And I feel like you could piss him off very easily. I feel like there's a few ready to flex. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Ready. I mean, Steve Williams back in the day, but that was kind of. Warranted. I mean, yeah, you had to. Yeah, and I feel like that was just part of the job. Like you're gonna, you're just gonna be the bodyguard, and you're gonna take care of everything for me. I'm gonna hit the golf shots, and you're gonna make sure no one, you know, takes a picture of my backswing. Okay, I'm just gonna reverse my last question. Which player is most likely to fly to Vegas after winning and blow his whole winner's check? Joel Damon. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, your arch nemesis. But he's also the most fun guy in the world. So I mean, I I, love that. I I hope that I'm flying with him when he wins. Beautiful. I might throw Wyndham in that mix as well. 
Oh yeah. Oh no, yeah, yeah. And I never games. I've never really hung out with Wyndham. We played so many practice rounds with him and I know he's a good time, but I guess he just never asked me to hang out with him. He's not afraid. Not afraid to fire. My last one, I got an answer for oh, this. Oh gosh. One. I, I'm interested to see if you go with the same. Caddy most likely to have a criminal investigation launched on him based on his Google search history. <laughs> wow. Jeez. I'll answer Google? for you. Okay, give, give me your answer. And tell me if you disagree. Justin York, dude. <laughs> oh, <laughs> even yes. Close, bro. There's no doubt, bird dog. There's I, no way the feds aren't already on him. Yeah, I mean, he good. sends me these videos, and I'm like, where do you get this stuff from? It's the darkest He also has stuff. the best jokes ever. So if you ever need a joke or you ever want to hear a joke, you just go right up to bird dog. Every practice round, he tells. Justin York, caddy for Ches Reeve. Yes. He's he, a 10, by the he, way. He tells the most unbelievable jokes. I'm like, where do you get this? from he just walks over and like kind of whispers yes. it to you and then you're just like oh my god like, i'm always like all right what story is he gonna tell me and then all of a sudden i'm like oh this is a joke he's yeah, a perfect time. combo with chez who's like the quietest of yeah. and then new york just has this darkness yes to him. and chez just walks ahead while bird dogs just blabbering he's got to get rid of his laptop every six months or so, <laughs> yeah. I think, just to get off the <laughs> hey, grid great answer that's the only answer you could give that's fantastic 100%. all right now we get to the emergency nine okay joe this is nine fun questions <laughs> learn even more about you we ask this to everyone you can trade lives with anyone for a day, whether they're dead or alive. You just get to be them for a day. Who would it be? Mookie Betts. God, I knew Mookie it was going to be a Betts. Dodger. Wow. Biggest diehard Dodger yeah. in the world. Yeah, and I just feel I, – I wasn't sure because I was either going to go Corey Seager or Mookie Betts. You can't go wrong, but I'm just like – Mookie is like an unbelievable bowler. I heard he's a great golfer. Bowler. A, I'd love a, to be bowler. great at bowling. Dude, I'd love to be he has good. like five 300 games. Everyone talks about he's good at everything. And I'm like, all right, I wonder what it's like to wake up and be good at – everything and be one of the best baseball players alive 400 million and his name's mookie you get get called mookie all day (laughs) so it's not the worst all right here we go worst injury you've suffered on a golf course chip tooth on 15 at memorial (laughs) or the broken hand at the travis matthew in a game of two-hand touch football (sighs) yep that's that that is a tough one because one i had so many drinks i didn't know my hand was broken the other one didn't really hurt that bad I was dead sober because I was catting for Max. But I have to say the hand. Because when we got done, my hand was swollen. And I'm like, oh, I think I could play tomorrow. And then I woke up the next day and it was like this big. And I'm like, what am I doing? I need to go home. In the middle of the tooth? After day one, right? Yeah, what happened with the tooth? <sighs> that's, a, that's a good question. I don't know what happened with the tooth. All I know is I was picking my tooth. All of a sudden, I went like this. And I looked and I'm like, oh, that's weird. And I flipped flicked it off and i was like wait that's my that tooth. hold my on tooth. don't hit don't hit and max is about to hit this chip he's got this really hard chip and we had some time Xander, we we're playing with xander and he was taking a little while and i'm like hey max will you do me a favor look at my tooth he looks at it, he's like what happened i'm like i have no idea but it it's is gone. not Part there anymore gone. yeah don't hit i need to find my tooth <laughs> yeah. you gotta put it in milk yeah like a finger <laughs> Is it true your most popular advice to Max when things are going bad on the golf course is, thank God you don't look like Charlie Hoffman? (laughs) (laughs) No, but that will be my next advice. Next time he's going somewhere dark, I'm just going to say that. You don't look like Charlie. It could be worse, bud. Yes. I know you're 12 over, but tomorrow you're going to wake up and you're going to look like you. That that is such good advice. That is perfect caddy advice. I'm caddying well today. You are. That's it. That's like hit a tiger shot. That always works. (laughs) Always works. All right, my next one. What sort of extreme training do you have to do each week to make sure you can walk at the same pace as Max? Oh, man. That had to take some time. I gave up a long time ago. Um, we've talked about him walking a little slower, and he does a good job of slowing down sometimes, but there's times where he beats me to the ball, and I just give up, and I talk to the guys, and every time they're like, does he always walk this fast? I go, yeah, man, he does. And they always ask me, like, do you ever catch him? I'm like, no, I stopped trying. Like, I literally would be so tired if I walked as fast as him. I would have to run with my little legs. He's got long legs. It just would not work. He moves. He moves. And he's gotten gotten better. I think um, he's making an effort to walk a little slower. But at times, you know, he just walks really fast. It's a very distinct walk, too. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Like, DJ has the strut, and Max has, like, the rigid, like, just speed walk. Yep, exactly. All right. Well, you're obviously a huge Dodgers fan. You got your Dodgers hat on. Last year, they win the World Series, and part of your deal was if they win, you'd shave your incredible beard off. Yeah. Okay? I hear the same deal is on the line this year. Same deal. Okay. If I could guarantee you a three-peat, would you shave your beard, your eyebrows, and every other piece of hair on your body? Yes. Wow. That yeah, yeah. Mu- We're try- Colt's trying to get you and Max yeah. just straight hairless. Yeah. Max is going to go completely hairless to be on the Ryder yeah. Cup team. Like, like power. Three-peat? Like, 
Three, three in a row? Yes. I cried when they won. I mean, it was <laughs> amazing. I've watched every game my entire life, and they finally won. They break your heart every year. It'd be like if the Cowboys won, you would probably— Don't bring the Cowboys into it. Well, you shave all yeah, your I'll shave my off. head if the Cowboys won. <laughs> <laughs> I heard it here first. Yeah. Hey, they covered. Dude, they're 2-1. They're yeah. playing great. Yeah. Look they're, out. They're fine. We're, by the way, the Dodgers. I mean— you have like 800 million in pitching. Are you Lakers like Max? I was more Lakers when we had Kobe. Once Kobe retired and we got LeBron, like I, I have no no issues against LeBron. It's just like it's hard to be a Kobe guy and then be a LeBron guy. They're just it's hard to be a LeBron guy. Yeah, unless... they're just they're just different. I mean, he's he's fine. He's an incredible basketball player, but they're just something that's you know a little bothersome about him. So I don't watch nearly as much basketball as I did when Kobe. That's why you're way more likable than Max. He's just piling on this freaking super team. Yeah, he, he loves LeBron. It's already, the season's already <laughs> ruined. All right, we touched on this a little bit, but this is a little bit different. If the Zurich Classic became a player caddy tournament instead, same format, are you and Max the betting favorite? Yeah, we, we would win. <laughs> we would win. There's yeah. no doubt. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, that would be a I mean, really Sam fun Burns idea. If you could get people to buy into that, that'd be a really, like a one-dayer. I think people would watch that. Well, I would, I, Yeah, 100%. I think that'd be a cool idea. If they jack that and that becomes a thing, we get all get paid. I also think like one time we should do like a caddy tournament where all the players have to caddy for their their caddies. I think that would be incredible. And you Mac, can just treat them like dude. shit, throw clubs <laughs> The one shot y'all hit at 17 at Sock, like people like tune in like, yo, who's leading the caddy? Yeah, thing? they you love know it. What I mean, I think they, one day a player caddy, some sort of team format, do it like best ball nine holes and then alternate incredible. shot nine. Dude, there'd be, be awesome. so many good teams. It'd be so fun to watch everyone compete. That's not a bad idea. That's a grill. Actually, until Waldman and Cage Lee win. Someone's going to steal yeah, they that. Might. Canceled. They Someone might. is going to jack that idea. <laughs> we will sue. All right. Number seven. Okay. Max is out of the picture. He pretty much he won the lottery and he's never playing golf again. Okay. Things are good for him. But you got to keep caddying. You can pick any current PGA Tour player to caddy for. Who's it going to be? Oh, that's a good question. I feel like everybody's kind of off limits, but no, no, just it's just it's not going to happen. It's just who would you? Go ahead. Um, Your number one pick. Start in the a draft. controversy right I, now. I'm going Xander. Yep. Yeah, yeah, Max, 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 yeah. Yeah. Xander. yeah. Well, shit. Do you disagree? No, no. There's no bad. Never miss a cut. There's no bad picks, but I mean, Kai's his caddy does such an incredible job, and I feel like you know Stevie. Yeah, he is little Stevie. (laughs) Little Stevie. (laughs) Hey, who owes you dinner or something? Xander or Kai? Both. Both. Yes. I mean, I got nothing except Xander did come on the podcast. Oh, so Kaiser owes. Kaiser's done nothing for him. So basically, his appearance fee is like four hundred grand. I mean, yeah. Are you guys going to Vegas? No. For the tournament, no. Not Set up a right gym now. game. That should be the payment. Mm, yeah. But Kaiser, I mean, he made like 40 grand that week because of that. Yes, I know. That's what I'm saying. He for sure owes you something. buy me dinner. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. You know. I'm a cheap date. <laughs> yeah, without question. All right, here we go. Do you ever find yourself standing by the bag watching Max hit a shot and think, that should be me? No. <laughs> <laughs> I told Max I was going to ask you. He's like, yes, yes, ask that. <laughs> no, I'd never think that because I always think like, I'm like, you're way better Man, looking. He hits it so good. Like, I could never do what he's doing. But it is fun to tell him where to aim, where to hit it, because he's so good at it. It makes me look good sometimes. So I could never do what he's doing. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to ask Joe this evening. It's like, 100% oh, Joe. All right. All right. Last question. Well, all the caddies out there that hang around each other, they know each other. Occasionally, a new guy comes in every now and then. What was your first thought when you heard about this idiot new caddy wearing golf shoes? To caddy for Wyndham Clark. I heard about oh. that guy. I heard he was a fucking good caddy. <laughs> I was wondering, like, what he was thinking, because most golf shoes don't look that great anyways. Like, Nike, all Nike shoes that aren't golf shoes look really cool. What are you doing wearing golf shoes? I, do, I have heard about this guy. <laughs> what kind of... Is he as big and strong what, and good looking as everyone What kind of shoes were they? I don't know, dude. It's all like a folklore. It's, it's like Sasquatch. People, I hear some shit. I don't know what to believe. I just heard he was a monster. He had a unit. There's a lot of cool he had a shoes. Unit. <laughs> a lot like Greg Norman. And he just was a caddy and God. Dude, I've heard he's never made a bogey on the weekend. I did hear that. You're right about that. I don't know who this guy is, but man, he can wear whatever he wants. <laughs> my book. That is unbelievable. I told Wyndham to hit hit a tiger shot 17 times that week and he never hit a tiger shot you're the only guy that's ever told that guy hey hit a caddy sh- or hit a tiger shot when you're in the most extreme situation and it actually worked yeah. we know it. 28 feet with a wedge that's not a caddy shot buddy. or that's not a tiger shot but uh that's great well uh, joe griner you're the man thanks for joining that us. was a lot of fun thanks appreciate you guys appreciate you yeah, bro. thank you well that was our man joe griner joining us on golf subpar caddy for max homa First off, the first thing I took away from that sleaze is that he owns Charlie Hoffman, the seagull, which couldn't make me happier. 
Does anyone in San Diego not own Trout? Like, who does he win money from? He better hurry up and get back down to San Antonio and get that paycheck that he lives by uh, down there. But it seems like everybody, Xander already retired him from playing. Seems like Phil gets his ass. Uh, Griner gets him. So I'm not sure who he's taking money from. Luckily, he seems to play pretty well every time he steps out on the PJ Tour. Yeah, but, I mean, how about that for a, for a caddy like Joe Griner getting to play games when, when he used to – he lives here in Scottsdale now, but when he was back home in San Diego – I mean, he's teeing it up with Phil Mickelson, Xander Shoffley, and Charlie Hoffman. How cool is that? Yeah, dude. There's not many caddies that are getting that game out there. And that just speaks to, like, he's a, obviously a very, very good player. But, at Cole, I feel like there's more and more guys now going that way on the PJ Tour with caddies that also played, that are good. There's just You can talk to guys a different way. Uh, you have a better just understanding, I think, of, especially someone that's been around Max as long as Joe has. They clearly have that. But, like, just – being able to explain something to a guy as a player and, and seeing the shots, having hit them yourself. I feel like there's more guys going to caddies that, that have at least some sort of playing background. And I love that he holds having that course record at the course they grew up in over Max's head. I love that. That's going to be a tough one to break. I mean, you shoot, yeah, Max, yeah, you shoot that on a part three course, not many people are going to have a chance to beat that one. Eight under? Yeah, you're going to need a hoop in there, and you're going to need not many bad shots. It sounds like Max's only chance he had at that thing. He let Lacey pop for him, which thank God they ended up getting married and that worked out, or else that could have been a waste of a one-time chance to clip that thing. But, dude, I love the game, the player and caddy most likely. Max, uh, uh, Joe is so nice that he's hesitant to throw anybody under the bus, but I've never seen a guy pile on more quickly when it was uh, – Who's the guy most likely to go under federal investigation for his Google history? Justin York immediately is like, yep, yep, that's the one. York's got some some demons in there in that search history. Yes, he does. That was that was great. And also, <laughs> he didn't hesitate either. Player most likely to blow their entire winner's check in Vegas, Joel Damon. Of course. Why wouldn't yeah, he be? hundred percent. Hundred percent. That's almost like a feather in your cap when someone says most of these are like negative things. You don't want your name answered. That one, pretty damn good. And I would could not concur more. With that, they also asked them betting favorites if Zurich turned into a player caddy. Joe and Max would be right there. Who are some other teams you would throw up that would have a chance against against Joe and Max uh, player caddy combo? Sam Burns, Travis Perkins, dangerous. Travis Perkins has played on the PGA Tour. Um, Brett Waldman and whoever he plays, whoever he's caddying for at the time, right yeah. now it's KH Lee. Good player. They could be a problem. But uh, there's a few out there. There's some really, really. Oh yeah, good Philip Mollica. Philip Mollica, he and mentioned. Patton Kazar, yeah. Uh, with Patton, that'd be a good team. Ellis and Wyndham, if Ellis doesn't break every club in his bag on the front nine, well, they, they would have a pretty other. good chance. They would definitely self-implode. Alternate shot, I think that thing would just come come off the hinges at some point. But I love our caddy episodes. They're so much fun. You get a different perspective than we do just from the normal PGA Tour players we sit down with. The caddies bring it, and I love sitting down with them. Yeah, dude, Joe was all, like, nervous before he came. Like, I don't like to do me. I'm not very good at this sort of stuff. And by the end of it, I was like, dude, what's the problem? You're, you are a 10. Yeah. You're built for this stuff. You're way better than Max. <laughs> easy there. <laughs> easy there. Had a blast with him, though. Oh, but that, I love you, Max. That is a relationship that's going to last a very long time. And, I, I mean, they're going to be so successful. It was awesome. Had a blast sitting down with Joe Griner. But now it's time to get to some gambling, sleeves. And last week, our fan duel picks, obviously the number one sports book in all the world, you know, it was it was struggle because my favorite withdrew before he teed it up, and we had already filmed this episode, so that was a little bit of a problem. But my backup, Taylor Gooch, had a nice little week, tied for 11th. But overall, not our best start in Vegas. But here's the deal. It's never good to come out on fire in Vegas because then you got to just try to mm-hmm. hold on. We got two weeks, back-to-back weeks in Vegas. Now's the time we get hot, week two, so that way we go home winning some money. Of course, dude. You cannot go too hard too soon in Vegas. Rule number one. You go big the first night, there's 0% chance you're walking out of there with cash. Well, it is time to add a little excitement to your golf-watching experience by betting on it at, at the FanDuel Sportsbook. There's a reason why FanDuel is America's number one sportsbook. First off, their app is very simple to use. They've got great odds on all different betting markets, unique fun bet types like same-game parlay, exclusive always-on promotions such as enhanced odd boost on the biggest events to let you get more action out of every game day. And if you win, they even get your winnings in less than 24 hours, Sleazy. Fast money, fast friends. That's what I always say. They have a great range of betting options as well. you got player props. Futures, find whatever bet you're looking for. FanDuel's got them all. They got the live betting feature, which I definitely utilize this week. You can place your bet fast during a game. If you see a trend, you like something you want to jump on. And then the odds boosts and specials. Every day, they got some super big boosts and each weekend as well. So if you're looking to catch up, which I typically am, 
you can get a, a nice little clip on some of these money lines where they throw out these boosts. Yep, and right now, FanDuel is letting you place your first bet risk-free up to $1,000. Just place a bet on any game or golfer, and FanDuel will refund you up to $1,000 back if you don't win your first bet. Seriously, there's no strings attached. Just place any bet you want. If you win, you keep the cash. If you lose, you'll get your entire bet up to $1,000 back in site credit. Not much better than that. Go get that FanDuel Sportsbook and get amongst it. And we've got the CJ Cup at the Summit in Las Vegas this week. And a star-studded field, just 78 players. Not many guys have course history, Sleaze. There's a few guys that are members there in the field, which I think will be very, very high on. But for the most part, this will be the first time these guys have seen the Summit. Yeah, there's a Discovery property out there in Vegas, not too far off the Strip. Typically, Discovery properties, some of the best hangs in all of golf. they got the best stations. You can gain a, I, If I want to gain my five pounds back, I just need to go one round around one of the Discovery properties. But, Colt, not the most difficult golf courses in the world. I have not personally played Summit yet, but uh, I believe they're changing it to a par 70 to try to protect par a little bit more. But I expect some low scores this week out in Vegas. You know, I was kind of thinking the same thing. I, te- I was texting with Kevin Kisner the other day talking about the summit. I was like, just if it gives you any confidence, I shot 29 around the back nine there. Don't worry. But on that day, it was go. a perfect dome out there. He just texted me before we came on the show. He goes, there's absolutely no way you shot 29 here. You can't get to some of these holes on the back nine. So either they added some <laughs> length or there's some pretty tough conditions. He did say it's blowing about 20 miles an hour there right now. So listen, we don't know what we're going to do. Or you just blow it by Kisner. Yeah, you or Kisner. You should hit the gym, him. Go to my man yeah, Sleaze's house. He's got a home gym right tighten there. Tighten up. Tighten up a little bit. Get you some black curls right over here, bro. All right. Well, let's get to it. Let's make our FanDuel picks here for the CJ Cup at the Summit. Sleaze, I'm going to go with what, a guy as my favorite who's a little bit further down the list who is just itching for another win on the PGA Tour. He's come close so many times. This golf course, you know, it's pretty pretty generous off the tee. The greens are big with a lot of slope. Typical Tom Fazio golf course. You really need to hit your ball in the correct section of these greens, and not many do that better than Louis Oosthuizen. He's going off at 32 to 1 plus 3200 on FanDuel Sportsbook. Louis Oosthuizen is going to be my favorite. Uh, never plays bad, and yeah, you're right. He, if you got to hit it in certain quadrants, he's the guy that uh, I expect to do that. He legitimately seems to never play bad. Like he, he just, there's no way he doesn't just walk into a win here pretty soon. He's been everywhere but the winner's circle, it feels like, for a long time. I'm going to go for my favorite here, Colt. Dude, I, I feel like I'd be an idiot if I didn't pick this guy, but Colin Morikawa, 17-1. to 1, He plays at the Summit all the time. Tour's never been there. There's nobody that's got more rounds under their belt at Summit, I wouldn't think, than Colin Morikawa. And just like you said, if you got to hit your irons in the right spot, uh, that's the guy that I got more confidence in than anyone. I know those greens are big and sloped and things like that, but having played out there as much as he has, if I don't pick the guy that's playing on his home golf course when no one else has played it, then I feel like we're just doing ourselves a disservice. So Colin Morikawa at 17 to 1 would be my favorite. Yeah, I think that's an easy no brainer pick. I mean, he's got the summit on his golf bag. Um, mm-hmm. Like you said, no one knows it better. I think that's a very, very good pick, especially it's, the odds are a little better than I thought they would be 17 to 1, whereas Justin Thomas is your favorite at 11 to 1 going into the CJ Cup at the summit. You know, if you look a little further down the list, I got two guys that are kind of coming out at me a little bit here. Our guy Max Homa, who we love every single week he tees it up, is going up at plus 5,000, 50 to 1. Love his chances around TPC Summit. Went out early to Vegas, did some work with Mark Blackburn, trying to get dialed in. And then another guy that's a member, played there quite a bit, 65 to 1, Maverick McNeely, who you picked, played very, very well at Napa. Another guy who's going to be sleeping in his own bed. Love his chances at the CJ Cup. Yep, tends to play some of his best golf out there on the West Coast. I like both of those. I'm going to go with the guy. This one just jumped off right up to the page up at me. Uh, 45 to 1 on FanDuel, Jason Kokrak, another guy that clearly loves Vegas. Uh, he won at Shadow Creek when they had the event out there last year. He's got some course history there. Don't know what he's done over at the Summit, but I know he smashed it off the tee, uh, irons it well, and his putter, I mean, in the last year has been so good to him. So I just. I think guys show up in towns, they get good vibes. They remember where they won. Kokrak, no strangers to uh, the strip there in Las Vegas. So I'm going to go Kokrak, 45-1 to 1 out at the Summit. Yeah, he's the defending champion, albeit a different golf course. But he is your defending champion this week at the CJ Cup. And if you've never tried FanDuel Sportsbook, what are you waiting for? Go to FanDuel.com slash subpar or download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started. Be sure to sign up with promo code subpar so they know that we sent you. Must be 21 years and older, present in Arizona or New Jersey. 
First online real money wager only. Refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? 1-800-GAMBLER. Or call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342. Make sure you get amongst it with FanDuel, the number one sportsbook in all the land. We are going to be firing at them all week. We got football, we got golf, we got it all. But Slays, I got to tell you about this one time. At the Summit, I was there playing the member guest with one of the biggest lawyers in all the world, this man David Chesnoff. He's a legend there in Vegas. We were having an absolute blast. Well, there at the Summit, they have a 19th hole. Not your typical bar. They actually have a 19th hole. It's a 105-yard par 3. So you play your practice round for the member guest. Everybody hits a shot. The top 10 get to come back later that night under the lights and hit a shot for a million dollars. Well, it's kind of confusing because we're just like, okay, yeah, 10 guys. We all come out, hit it. If anybody makes it, great. Well, a little twist in the story is 10 guys come back, then they cut to six, then to four, then to two, and the last, and whoever wins out of the two, that guy gets a chance for a million bucks. So I'm like, okay, this is a little process. We got a little something to go here. So it's 105 yards. No big deal. I'm cruising, cruising, going along um, pretty, pretty smoothly, and I get to the finals. And the man I'm going up against, I'm not going to mention any names, was rather intoxicated. And I'm like, oh boy, this is, if I lose to this, this is going to be embarrassing. So anyways, I end up winning. So I get to hit the shot for a million dollars. All the people there, the lights are out. They move the hole over a little bit. I think it's 104 now, but they moved it like 20 feet over. And the pro there, Tom, uh, Tom Abbott, Mr. Abbott, or sorry, Mike Abbott, Mr. Abbott was on the phone with Mike Meldman, who owns Discoveryland. He's like, hey, we got a little problem here. Um, in this hole in one thing, it's not insured that tour players, I was still on tour at the time, tour players aren't insured. If, if he makes this, what do we do? And he's like, you pay him a million bucks and we'll figure it out later. He's like, okay. So anyways, I hear, here I go. Million dollar shot. I'm, I've had some drinks in me. I tee it up and you know, as, as a good player, when you hit a wedge, if it's good or not. So I hit this sandwich and it's just, I love it. It's all over it. Loving the chance. There's a bunch of people behind the green. This thing clips the flag on the way down. Lands about eight feet behind it, spins, and lips out for $1 million. Oh, my God. Yes. I fell to the, the ground. The old lippy for a million? Oh, I mean, Mrs. hindsight, lippy? it might have been good because I might have died if I had a million bucks in Vegas to just go throw around and act like an idiot. But, well, I would have liked the opportunity to try. Yes, <laughs> totally agree with you. <laughs> but, man, what – it was so cool. I mean, looking back on it, I'm like, my God. I mean, that would have been my biggest payday ever on the golf course. It would have been with a sandwich. Just one shot. Hey, what's your biggest check ever? Uh, the Summit member guest. Hey, Melvin, how about half a mil for a lip out? Yeah, exactly. That seems fair. Maybe a membership? Maybe a quarter mil? Yeah. A quarter a mil, membership, something. But A little ride on the bird, anything. Man, it was it was so much fun. It was so cool under Damn. the lights there. I don't think any of those, those guys will be playing the 19th hole this week, but they're going to have a blast around the Summit. It is a special place. Hope everyone enjoys it. And, Sleaze, we got some big guests coming up soon. We're, we're not going to let you know when they're coming, but we have – confirmed we've got the shock our man greg norman will be joining oh, yeah. us yeah good on you there and how right. about this one the legend fuzzy zeller has agreed to sit down with us how about that hello we'll make sure we have the, the bar stocked for that one but fuzz dude the, the stories of the old guys are the best they just don't make those, that breed anymore it just doesn't exist on the pj tour too many trainers too many mental gurus psychologists all that kind of crap fuzzy just the og dude from back in the day i can't wait to talk to him it is going to be so much fun but thank you to everyone for listening we'll talk to you on next week's golf subpar <laughs>